Hi, this is Nikki on Critical Blue Reviews. There will be cursing, and you better believe I'm telling. So there's spoilers as well. Get ready. <laughs> Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and hello everyone. It is great to be back. Um, I know it's been a minute, but hey, you know, we're back on, we're back in it. Thank you to my special co-host, Nikki. I appreciate you. How you doing, Nikki? I am doing awesome. Just getting ready for this Christmas. Can't wait till it's over. I hear that. So, yes, happy holidays to you all out there. I don't know if I'll be able to do a podcast this Christmas. Well, this Christmas weekend. We'll see. It's Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And a uh, shout out uh, for those who uh, continue to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. And, uh, yes, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Next, we will be reviewing... Exorcist. Uh, thank you, Nikki, for that <laughs> <laughs> for that uh, title. So anyway, uh, correct the Exorcist. Now this show aired on September twenty third uh, on twenty sixteenth on Fox. Um, it's based out in Chicago. Shout out Chicago, Nikki. Shout out. Yep. So uh, the log the log line for this film is about two priests who have to find a way to strengthen their faith. To cast out demons from victim from the victim's body, uh, and also the creator for this film, you have Jeremy Slater. He uh, directed or wrote. I think he wrote. No, I'm sorry. He actually directed uh, the Umbrella Academy, or he created um, Umbrella Academy, and he wrote Fantastic Four and Death Note. And you have William Peter Blatty, who uh, in 1971's novel The Exorcist, and uh, he did that novel and. He also won the Academy Award screenplay for um, that film's adaptation. So, yes, so uh, we're going to get into the characters. Now, this is season one because we're going to break it down into two seasons. There are only two seasons, and we'll tell you why at the end of the podcast, toward the end. And so, first characters. Now, season one characters, you have Father Thomas, played by Alfonso Herrera. Uh, You might have seen him on Sense 8 and The Chosen. Now, what do you think about Father Thomas? I think Father Thomas played a great part in this exorcist movie. He was like the naive, but very uh, spiritual or fresh priest. Green, you're saying Yeah, green. He, he was really green, really mm-hmm. green. Um, and he still had his own demons that he was fighting at the same time. So I really like the character he, that he played, and he portrayed it very well. Okay, and then you have... Uh, Father Marcus, played by uh, Ben Daniels. You might have seen him on House of Cards and Rogue One, a Star Wars story. What do you think of Father Marcus? Father Mar- Marcus played the, I guess, the loner or the exorcist that's been 
doing it his whole life. Um, he played a good part as well. Okay. He was like good cop, bad cop, you know? Right. Like, yeah, it was kind of like a, a cop buddy movie when you get to a certain point. First season, no. I think the second season was more so buddy cop movie. Right. But um, a buddy cop, whatever. But um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll say the uh, first season, maybe toward the end. But okay. And then you have Angela Rance played by Gina Davis. She was on a League of their own and the long kiss goodnight and uh there's a little secret about angela rance now i don't think we should let them know this i think they should watch it what do you feel do you feel that we should spoil these wonderful oh, people oh, who don't she know was anything on the about original exorcist she was the daughter man when i got that storyline i thought that was so awesome how they connected both of it that was that was i like that there will be spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> you should be excited like I was when I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we also have Father Bennett, oops, played by Kurt Egyptian. Egyptian. He was in The Passage and the uh, series Batwoman. And uh, you also have, now this is season two which is a different cast, of course. Um, some of the uh, castmates transferred over to the second season. Now, but you have uh, Andrew Kim, played by John Cho. Um, you might have seen him in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. He's in the Star Trek uh, movie series, or I just say movies. And also, um, he's in this movie called Searching. I want to see Searching, I guess, where his daughter gets kidnapped or something like that. Oh, you didn't see that? Mm-mm. No, I didn't see that. It was oh, it good. It was, it was on Facebook and whatnot. I mean, I like the fact that you had to follow. You got to watch it. Okay. I'm not going right. to spoil it for you. Oh, okay, cool. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. All right. And also, Harold Kumar go to White Castle. Have you seen that? Yes. That was crazy. Years that was ago. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You can play serious roles after that one. But yeah. <laughs> you talented. already typecast them in your head. I know. you did. I, yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to see him in every funny movie. And uh, Kumar. Uh, I forgot the actor that plays Kumar, but uh, his name. But uh, but yeah, anyway, you have uh, Veridity, played by Brianna Hildenbrand. Hildenbrand? I might have said the name incorrect. Anyway, um, she was in Deadpool 1 and 2 and playing with fire. And I noticed every role that she plays, she does play a gay actress. Really? Well, I don't say every role, but the two that I've seen her in. Typecast too. Well, yeah. Well, she could be. Or, or she, she, what she, she chooses to do. Yeah, she chooses to do. I, that's what I'm saying. Because think about it. I think it's easier for like a gay actor to play a straight role. Like if like the woman actress doesn't care about kissing him, I don't think he has a problem with it. But I think like let's say a gay woman might have a more of a problem kissing a dude. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. It just seems like I don't know. I just seem that I, it would be more. Gay men that wouldn't have a problem kissing, you know, opposite sex in a movie versus the other way I around. I think that you're probably wrong on that part okay. of it. But I think that they would feel funny kissing the opposite sex when they're not attracted to the opposite sex. But I think men would be more reluctant to do it than women. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, also, you have Mouse played by... Oh, this... I already know I'm going <laughs> to... It has a Z in it. Uh, anyway, uh, played by Zulika. Zulika. I, I guess I guess it doesn't sound like... Wait, Zulika. Kaha. 
Zuli Kaha play Robinson. I mean, she married to American. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, uh, yeah, Robinson. So anyway, yeah. Um, but she was in Lost and Hildago. I think I think I've seen something about Hildago. I think. Um, now, episodes one. I did want to elaborate on that. Now you have the different um, episodes. Which uh, you might have chapter one, or you have chapter one, and let my cry come unto thee. You have chapter two, lupus and fabula, but fabula, fabula, bulia, bula. Anyway, I'm a. And you have chapter three, let them in. Chapter four, movable feast. Chapter five, through my most grievous fruit. Chapter six, star of the morning. Remember that um, Jay Z. Jay Z, Kanye West, Star of the Morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know to talk about the damn devil. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> chapter seven, Father of Lies. Chapter eight, Grief Bearers. Chapter nine, one sixty-two. Chapter ten, The Three Rooms. Now let's stick stick on episode uh, season one for right now. So, how, how did you feel about the season? Like, um, like, I think that. Well, you know what? Before you begin, and I took cut you off why well, i'm cutting you off so my, my apologies but i think you turned me on let me explain to them you turned me on to the series so i want to put that out there so you turned me on to the series and uh you kept talking about the exorcist and i was trying to like avoid it you know ah, it's gonna be corny and, and and the thing is one thing about you know that i'm terribly wrong in your selection of good of horror films because everything you've selected that i've seen has been pretty good even when you just throw a dart, uh, throw a dart at the wall. Like it, it always turns out pretty interesting. So I have to give you a high five on that one. Yeah, keep telling you, I'm awesome. I don't know why you haven't understood that yet. I'm right about everything. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so we're gonna. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. You talked about how awesome I was, and I, got, I turned you <laughs> on to the series. Right, you turned me on to the series, and so um, yeah. So I really felt that, you know coming into this I didn't know what to expect I thought it was going to be cheesy um, because I never had the best exorcist um, I guess exorcist awakening yeah because yeah, like when exorcist first came out I've heard of it but I don't think I was scared of it you know I was stuck on Nightmare on Elm Street like Freddy all that I knew about I guess I was more into slasher films that was my jam I mean I did see a poltergeist that was pretty scary for me back then but uh exorcist i i didn't hear about it late and i've seen too many clips on the exorcist you know what i mean like it was just too many you know like just things that happened within the movie that was supposed to be scary when you watch the movie mm-hmm. and so i think i just got pulled out of it and when i finally saw exorcist i was like all right it's not that bad you know what i mean but i was like an adult when i saw the exorcist like i didn't really feel the exorcist like everyone else did back in the day, like people ran back into churches, like that. Like not even joking. Like the cats actually, like the church got actually got filled up again. You know what I'm saying because of that. So, um, but yeah. So for me, thank you. I, I was I was very I was very again. You weren't wrong. You know I was very um, Man, surprised. That was a long walk that I had to. You had to give to say thank you. <laughs> You danced around like you was doing the electric side three or four times, but I appreciate it. Anyway, all right. Actually, I was saying all of that to say 
how I really felt about the exorcist going in through going into this uh uh a review. So, but yeah, um yeah, I really expected it not to be good and going into it it was very interesting, very mysterious uh just with what what's going on. You really didn't know the characters that much going into it. They don't reveal a lot. So you're trying to figure out what's going on. You know it has something to do with a demon somewhere. But also at the same time, you're trying to figure out who these characters are. You know what I mean? Like, what are they going to play into it? And then they slow... Then, you know, of course, with most, you know, good written uh, films, uh, you learn about the characters through their actions. You know, not just dialogue. And that's where I learned these characters. I felt like I was... You know, of course, dialogue as well. Um, but, you know, I feel like there's even with good dialogue you can explain a lot and, and it had that as well explaining who these characters are and uh I, I felt that was dope i felt that was pretty good and as nikki mentioned earlier with father thomas and father marcus uh those are your main characters um starting this off and uh so would it, i'm sorry you know i took it over so how did you feel when you first saw the series it was to me that when i first saw the series um i was excited because it's the extras and it's one of my favorite horror movies but it was kind of like a guessing game. Like you can, you're trying to figure out who's possessed and who's not. You know, who's telling the truth and mm-hmm. who's has the devil intent, the devil's interest at heart. So it was to me in the beginning, it reminds you a lot of that old movie Falling with Denzel Washington. Right, right, right. When they right. have the ghosts just going body to body. Time is on your side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you can you're trying to figure out you know where is the demon next? Who whose body is he in? Is this really this person or is it a demon? So it was exciting trying to trying to guess. Right, right. Because <laughs> even when you realize you know find out who where the demon is, you're interested. You're like, wow, like I didn't expect the demon to be over here. It was over there. You know, let's say, and, and I'm you know I'm put out there. Do, do you you know? Because I feel like that when they see it, they should know, you know what. Not to know what's going to happen next, like who the demon is. What do you feel about that? I, like I said, it's exciting trying to figure out who, who, who's, in, who's the demon is next. So it was, um, and every character was so different that it was like, well, it could be that person. No, yeah. no, no, it could be that. So you got to see who acts, who's acting out of character, and then that's when you'll you'll figure out that maybe that that person, it's in that person. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, all right. So you have. That season, I mean, there's a lot going on in that season. You have them trying to cast out demons, you know, fire first finding out where the demon is, then casting it out, and then getting acquainted with one another. Everybody has their own, meaning the main characters, has their own way of doing things. They haven't clicked yet, and their way, own way of doing things is really hindering them from succeeding, but at the same time, you know, they build a chemistry that helps them succeed and uh then you just go through different stories because you even have uh the background where uh father bennett i think he's in the background uh with the they they have the um the pope in this you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like they're really they're really taking it deep almost like some type of illuminati exactly uh, that's what it's exactly it was just like the illuminati how the people idea of what that is and how it comes to be, and they're looking for. Uh, they, they're in the political business, and it, it was it was exactly. I think that if, if it would have became a, a season three or four or four, that would have came out. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, but yeah, so we'll get back into that as well. And also, um, let's take a look at season two. Um, like season two, season two, you have uh, the different uh, episodes. You have uh, Janice uh, safe as house. Janice safe as house. Unclean. One for sorrow. There but for the grace of God. Go I. Darling Nikki, help me, a heaven of hell, ritual and repetition, repetition and unworthy. So even those chapters sound great. I will watch every single one of those movies if each one of those chapters were a movie. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so you like, like the titles. So yes, they have I, really good titles. Okay. I like That's the titles for this season. That's what's up. So now for this I'm going to let you begin. Like, starting off watching the second season, how did you feel going into the second season? I knew, I was like, the second season is not going to measure up to the first season. I had my doubts. I was like, especially when it first came on and and they're in the, in the country and running, I, I just felt like it wasn't going to measure up. It was like, how are they going to connect both stories? It, it was going to be corny. Or it was going to be like, maybe like American her American Horror Story when they have every season it's like totally different but then in the middle then they'll connect the two yeah <laughs> so yeah I mean I, I feel you on that and then like uh, the second season for me it was it was, it was like it was like a like a buddy cop that me and Nikki mentioned earlier mm-hmm. like a buddy cop or uh, what's the book we used to re- read uh, in elementary school I know I had to read in elementary school I don't know what you know, if y'all had to read it in Chicago, Savannah, we did. Shout out Seaport. Um, the book about, oh, I can't think of it. It's like the two dudes. They go on adventures together. Not Huckleberry Finn. Not that. That's one of those. Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. That was one of the combos. The Hardy Boys. You had to read the Hardy Boys? I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had, us, they had us. We had to read the Hardy Boys and shit. That was like the only closest thing to entertaining books we can read in school. You know, that was the Hardy Boys. What but anyway, grade was that? I don't know. It had to be elementary or middle. No, it had to be elementary school. Definitely elementary. Um, but yeah, so uh, lost my train of thought again. We we're talking about season two, the how they're good cop, bad cop. Right, season two. So it's, it's like a buddy, you know, buddy show. Um, it's 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 entertaining because they like each other now. Because as I mentioned before, they were opposites. Uh, coming into the show so they really had a hard time getting along and so now on this one you know they've gotten along they have a connection they've done you know great feats and work together so therefore they're going to have a bond so now it's almost like their thing now it's it's almost not i want to say jealousy uh yeah i'll say jealousy jealousy um because everything is situated jealousy more more like envy well, envy. Okay. He was ever all right, all right. jealous of him, but he was envious of the fact that Thomas always talked about how God talked to him, and Marcus said that God didn't speak to him anymore, so he wasn't sure if he was on the right track. So yeah, well, I think envy would probably. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. So yeah, so Father Thomas, excuse me, Father Marcus, it was envious of Thomas, but then Thomas was. Envious of Marcus as well because he felt like 
Marcus was was stronger than him. Marcus Newt could understand better than him. So I think it was a little bit of both. I don't know if that, well, I, I didn't get, well, I'm not going to say that that wasn't the case because it is up to interpretation. But what I did get from it, I got that Marcus was like, hey, I'd rather do this as a tandem. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I don't want to do this by myself. But Marcus would step out and, not Marcus, excuse me, uh, not Thomas. Let me repeat that. So uh, Father Thomas would you know step out and say hey marcus i need you know i would rather have you with me as a tandem you know versus him being by himself uh referring to uh father thomas but um but yeah but i i kind of felt from father thomas you know he he was getting you know too boastful or prideful at certain points you know what i mean that that's what i was getting he started believing his own i won't even say uh, he started smelling it was himself. Like, it was like <laughs> because when he when when Mark Father Marcus called him out said, "You keep you keep lying about speaking to God." And Thomas was like, "I'm so sorry." So it was like he he was believing his own boasting. Some of mm. the stuff wasn't actually the truth. Mm, right, right, right. He, you know, like he he was just yeah. So, but not to uh, not to go on that too too much. Uh, but yeah, but then you had a, a more cast, a more support supporting cast you had um the young lady from deadpool i think i forgot what the x-men character she played sonic ball i i'm just oh, made that I, up I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah but she was ramming and stuff with like energy was mm-hmm. like with some energy blast um but um she was in it uh and uh as we mentioned earlier and also you had um you know like you had a, a guy in a wheel no he was mentally challenged and then you had another guy. He was a priest, a black dude. He, I think, he wanted to be a priest. Yeah, he was studying. He was studying to be a priest. And then you had the um, the girl who um, who her mom told her all her life that she. Was oh yeah, that's that's for yeah, that's for another story. So you had a returning character from another episode. And no, no, no she, she only appeared on the first episode. In second episode, she wasn't in one episode. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you mean? I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. think about season? Yeah, yeah, season. yeah no, no, no. So you, uh, we came back from another episode. And and uh, so you just get to see her again. You know something tragic happened to her. I let you check the episode out. It's one. It's a good episode. And also um, you have one uh, one guy. He's blind. And so you just you know that and that's like like they're young. They're kids, teenagers, and they all live in a foster home together. And that's where I was mentioning um, uh, what's the name John Cho. John Cho. He uh, he was actually the. What do you call the the people that runs the, the caregiver? I yeah, I guess I I, I, I yeah, I'm not sure. He's a caregiver. I, uh, or, I, I it was a home, so he was the facilitator technically because it was a group home. Right, the facilitator, and he basically you know just ran everything, and you know like his he lost his wife, and so he was just running a family, and he was you know somewhat broken because of his wife and the manner how his wife passed away and i felt like that was a good story i i don't feel like it was a strong well no i won't say that it was it was entertaining as the first one it definitely feels different uh the pacing from where you ended it ended the first season and then you go into the second season and it just it feels different am i disappointed about it no so that can takes us right into what I feel I like and dislike about it. What do you I, feel you dislike and like about it? I feel <laughs> that I like 
it was darker and scary. Referring to the first season. I'm sorry. We're going to go with the first season. First season likes, it was darker and scary. Uh, we get to learn about the different demons, you know, which is interesting. Like, I know that, you know, I mean, we didn't necessarily have to know, but it was, you know, that's more information that you know there are different types of demons. and with have, their, all have different names. Yeah. And they all have different um, agendas on Earth. Right, right, right. So you had that. Also, uh, the connection uh, to the movie, how it connected, how the series connects to the movie. You'll see things that um, transpired in other movies uh, from The Exorcist that transpired in the series or that is connected to the series. You have uh, the villain set up. I felt that was pretty interesting because it was like, man, there's so many villains. How are these guys going to get through it? You know what I mean? So I felt like that was pretty cool. And also the eye shifting from possessions. Like when they get possessed, mm-hmm. the eye shifts, like the the host eye kind of goes upward and then up up to the left. And then the other eye comes in, you know, in its place. So I thought that was pretty cool. So, so what did you like about the first season? Um... I do like the storyline and I do like the connection from the original movie, The Exorcist. And I I like the fact that I like the fact that there were a lot of villains. There mm. were so many villains that it was like there's no way that they're gonna overcome this. No mm. way they can get out of here. It was a lot of villains. And then it kinda leaves you in hoo ha of like um, Hoo ha! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Wait! <laughs> you wait! No! no is that a Chicago slang? Hoo ha! Which y'all watch? Watch a lot of Buster Rhymes or something? <laughs> I love Buster. G- yeah, you got you all in check. Hoo ha! Who says that? Hoo ha! Hoo ha! Wow! I'm sorry. All right, continue. No, okay, you just threw me off. Where was where was I? Come on, hoo You tell me how you in the Marines. Hoorah. Well, anyway, <laughs> you, you it's kind of ex- exciting to see who who has been possessed, and then um, yeah, in the relationship, the relationship that developed between Thomas and uh, Marcus, and then the family dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah. Oh. It was more like. Um, everybody's against the fathers, then everybody's against the mothers, then everybody's against the sisters, then everybody comes together to save everybody. And, you know, I like that fact that it just kind of made a broken family a unit mm-hmm. to kill the demon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's talk about the dislikes. Now, I never... Now, it never explained how the daughter Cassie... Casey, I think that's name, Casey or Cassie? Casey. Got possessed or met up uh, with the demon. Now, no, actually, that was your complaint. Yeah. Yeah, that was your complaint. I'm sorry. Could you, would you, did you want to elaborate on that? Um, you know, in a, in the Exorcist, they kind of first it was, it was um, said that one sister had that had was was possessed, and then it was later found out that the other sister got possessed, but it never really let you know when it was initiated or why did it even come come about. If you look at series two you'll notice that only in the characters uh-huh, only in the characters um, lowest points when they're in a depression or when they were fighting something that they felt like they couldn't overcome is when they got the demon when the demon um, got into their body but in season one you, you don't really know because nothing was wrong with the sister 
the young the younger sister was home she's with her family so it never even it never really showed you or told you when she got depressed and when did she allow the, the demon to enter her her body it just kind of was there and now right, they had to happened. fix it so basically what they did was they used the um the mysteriousness of it of of who the demon who the demon is in they that's what they had to leave out so you can I guess get that right. suspense thing because if you knew where the demon was like we saw who the demon talked to and spoke to or whatever then we'll probably wouldn't know about the that part so that's probably what they did a trade off for I guess I guess that makes sense um also uh I felt like it went a little freddy at times like <laughs> like the part where at the end where um uh what's 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 the what's the woman's name Gina Davis Gina Davis character she it was a part where she was locked in a room and it kind of like got a little freddy you know like i don't know you know like at first i used to get hyped like, oh they took that idea from freddy they were they were inspired by freddy because i'm now, i think Mad that's Bumpty because fan. you was biased because you, you left your freddy krueger movie no but no at first i was really like excited to see that people pay homage but then like i'm starting to see it too much so it's like Alright. <laughs> Alright shit. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. You you love you love that series. People love that series. They want to pay homages back. Uh now the season two, the likes. Um what I did like, I like the cast and their involvement. I felt like the cast in season two was was uh pretty tight knit. I like I did like how they bounced off one another. Uh they showed compassion for one another and you actually felt it. And also, uh, the non-exorcist story was a good spin. Uh, I felt like the when they didn't go straight exorcist, like you know, with the possessions and all of that, they went that direction, but it had a different spin to it. And I and I felt like that was interesting. It made it more. I, I wouldn't. I don't want to say it made it fun. That's be a terrible word. It, was, to use. it made it more relatable or realistic. Yeah, but it was kind of had to like a little adre- adrenaline into it, like. It was this season was more prep prepped up than the first season. The first season was kind of slow. Yeah. The second season it was like slow and methodical. You know, not like not boring. It definitely didn't bore me. But it had that. It actually had the Exorcist movie pace to it. But then the second season was kind of like like the um ah uh, what, what are those guys the uh, uh, uh supernatural supernatural guys from you ever seen supernatural yeah yeah it almost had that type of pace. And uh, oh, so and it was clever. It was clever and had an interesting story. Now, now, what did you like? I know you mentioned earlier about the ghost order. Mm-hmm. I think that the it was very clever, and that was one of the clever moments that I liked in the movie. They kind of introduced you to a very shy little girl who stays in her room most of the time. That that only talks to um, the father, and nobody else really interacts with her. So. Um, but he interacts with her all the time, so you kind of think that it's like, what is, how many was it, five, or it was, um... You mean the, the children? Children. It was the um, black guy, it was Vanity, um, the blind guy, and it was Truck. So it was four in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then you think that it's five kids, and then they added six kids... Well, actually, oh, yeah, but... Then they added six kids to the mix... And technically, that 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 one didn't that never exist. So now it's still five. <laughs> right, right, right. So that was the big, that was the big um, surprise. Right, uh, right. A uh, hoo ha moment. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? You have to use that from now on. That's gonna be your hoo ha moment. You got it. 
<laughs> now, what I um oh, you did also said something too that you really were shocked or what you really did like to find out that Marcus was gay. Yeah. In the in the in the first series, I know you said that you seen something. I didn't. My gay radar must not be that good because I didn't see it. I did not <laughs> see it in season one. I missed. I totally missed the bar scene. Apparently, there is a bar scene. Watch for the bar. The bar scene. I mean, it's obvious. I, it's I, obvious. It's, I mean, because like head. it's like I mean, because it's, it's it's almost like. It's a look when you let's say you're at the club. It's a look that another dude will give you, like a straight dude will give you, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you just instant connection. But it's like a look of a dude that's kind of like smiling at you, or he constipated. Well, you're not, you're not gonna look at another dude while you constipated. I mean, you might, your eyes might glance. <laughs> you, you're not gonna do that. And so it was like they were in the bar, and uh, you ever seen the the Shaquille O'Neal shimmy? They were in the bar doing the Shaquille O'Neal shimmy. <laughs> if, y'all, if y'all have ever seen that the little Shaquille O'Neal shimmy it's a meme you can look it up but uh, yeah they're in the bar doing that I'm like you can't, you can't help but to notice it they're like I shimmying at each other definitely did I'm like they're shimmying they're like basically you know like you know, oh okay you know Father Marcus is gay okay then we go to the next season and it was like a point where they just really pushed the they issue they kissed right yeah so Mark, Father Marcus kissed somebody and, and Nikki like oh He's gay. I, I didn't, didn't know. know. <laughs> I didn't know. I had new. Now my homeboy says that. I ain't had new. <laughs> but uh but um yeah, so I yeah, so I, I mean I, I kind of figured that, you know, it was there. But uh that was one of your favorite parts. Now, what you dislike, what did you dislike about the series? I I re- I like the series, but what I dislike is I didn't want the father to die. I just wanted him to make it, and I wanted the family to go back to normal. I I, I wanted a, a happier ending. Mm, okay, all right, that's what's up. That's what's up. So you don't really not good with the letdown endings. You don't really don't like I, that. I, I wasn't feeling the letdown. Okay, that's one thing why cry? I love horror movies is because they always have a happy ending. Did you cry? I was not that invested <laughs> in the family and the characters, but it was a shocker to me. That sounded like a 180 just then, Nikki. <laughs> that sounded like a whole 180. Now you tough. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, now, anything else you didn't like? That was it? Yeah, that, okay. that was because I, I, I predicted wrong. I just, I knew that Thomas and Marcus was going to save him. They were going to get the demon out of him. And he was going to be able to explain the whole situation, and the family was going to live happily ever after, like they did in season one. Okay. Now, my dislikes. Uh, I felt like the this season wasn't as scary as the first season. The first season, it 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 wasn't up there with the house on the haunting haunting of Hill House and Mary Ann. But it was, I, I, I would say, you know, I would give it third place, to be honest, in the horror series. I really have to go back in and might do a top ten horror series. But um, I would have to give this a third place right behind those three. Bill, those other two. And Father Bennett getting possessed. I wasn't really a big fan of Father Bennett getting possessed. But that's the thing. You don't even know if it really happened. Right, so what uh, Nikki is referring to, unfortunately, I'll let you do it. I know you want to spoil it. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I know you want to spoil it. Go ahead. Well, they do insi- they insinuate that Father Bennett was possessed because he was 
he was in the bed and of course he was depressed thinking about his younger sister who was killed in his homeland and the sister kind of in her in his dreams made him feel guilty and that he had another chance and he should use his chance to save her he's kind of like I'll never leave you again and then they show that the smoke is going in the air. Yeah, and so the what's the smoke? The eyeball is twitching. We got to know what the, what the smoke is. Like the so basically the smoke that Nikki's referring to, like the priest. It starts off in this high council with the popes. I, I'm not good with knowing that information. I, I I need to ed, I if I need to educate myself on that, I can. I guess to tell this information, I did need to educate myself. But anyway, um. Yeah, with the, the Vatican's and the Pope's. I you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, my bad. But uh basically up there they actually have demons that's within that society and so what they would do is they would have this uh ritual where the demon gets to choose which body that he wants to possess. Possess. And it's like a smoke, it's like a canister or urn with mm-hmm. smoke coming out of it and the demon comes out of the the canister and he selects. Most of the time the people like a priest or whatever, most of them are priests and they want the ritual to come in and they front. They front like to every to the world or to everyone else like they're just they're so religious, but then, you know, on the on the back end, you know, they're like laughing about, you know, satanism or whatever demons. I don't know what they do. I don't I'm not going to even, you know. But um but yeah, so you you had that situation, and also um, I think that's that's it. Oh, canceling the show! I was so hurt. They canceled the show. I don't think the world was just ready for the Exorcist movie. I mean, serious. You know, nowadays everybody wants these reality shows, these cornball superhero shows. Nobody want to take it back to the original Exorcist. What's going on, people? Wait a minute. So you know why they they canceled the Exorcist? I don't know why. I thought maybe <laughs> because of the ratings. That's, That's if, why? if there was a behind the story, I don't know about it. Oh okay. Yeah, I I don't know. Either. And I think the ratings were low it's just because people weren't were are not into those exorcism possession um, series anymore. Everybody wants reality and superhero. Mm. Well, I mean, it was kind of like well, they did cancel. Um, Constantine. And that brings me to what I would compare this movie to. I would compare this movie to Constantine, The Strain, and Supernatural. That's what I would compare this film to. What would you compare? Um, the original movie, The Exorcist. And um, but series two was more like the Amityville horror, if you if you remember that horror story about the family and um, somehow the brother was possessed and he killed off all of his family. Um, he doesn't recall doing it. Mm. So I would probably say that that's what it remind me. Series two remind me of. Series one was straight off the original exorcism. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now for the ratings, drum roll. Right, so Nikki, would you like to give up the rating for? Now you can split it up if you like. You can do season one rating, season two rating. To be fair, I have to do that. I'm gonna give it ten rolling eyeballs. Oh snap! 
<laughs> Are you saying I should just do the 180 again? I'm not that invested. Did you cry? I'm not that invested. You have never. I this is our first. This, this is a first series. ten. This is a first ten. She's never given I, a ten on this show. And then all of a sudden, did you cry? I'm not invested. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm, explain. I'm, I'm very explain. biased because I love exes and movies to begin with. So it had to be complete. I either I'm either gonna love it or I was gonna completely hate it. So I chose to love it, and I mean. Fox need to put this online, put them season three on YouTube because I want to know what happened to Father Thomas. What happened to Father Thomas? <laughs> Why you got to say it like that? <laughs> That's all they say. His name is Thomas. Tomas. Why is it Thomas? Tom, uh, not Thomas? It's Thomas. 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 You got to, you stress the beginning. Thomas. Thomas. You have to sing it. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not singing anything today, Dickie. Oh, uh, so... I give this film eight and a half Hail Marys. Bullshit! <laughs> oh, excuse me. I don't know. Something is wrong. I had something in my chest. This Please shit, go on. Yo, this wasn't better than Mary Ann, and this wasn't better than Haunting of Hill House. Yes, it was. You're tripping. You're saying this is better. Well, only, Mary Ann only had one season. This wasn't better than Mary Ann. It was better than Mary Ann. No, it wasn't. The storyline was more put together. Man, Mary Ann was She just happened creepy. to go back to the... No, the storyline was put together. Even how they how they strategically or cleverly connected season one and season two with the two families. And then they put it around to the politicians, and then they taking it back to the Illuminati. It was awesome the way they put it together. I think it was based on true events. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is what's going on now. (laughs) It was a demon's uh, Yeah, Donald Trump, yes. That's what's wrong with him. He's possessed by the demon. (laughs) Crazy. All right. (laughs) Let's not make it too political. Uh, fuck it. Let's make it political. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I felt like the movie, even the series, was very political. Mm-hmm. You know, the series was very political. So I mean, um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely don't think it was better than Marianne. Marianne was actually those shots they had was scary. The whole thing was creepy throughout. All right, I will say this. And then remember. What was on regular TV and what was actually on the movie. Now, they had to really bring it down a few notches in order for it to appear on Fox. I mean, that's fine. And then the fact that they were able to do that and scare your little skinny ass, that says a lot. Hey, I, I would say this, though. Um, oh, man, I was going to go somewhere with it. It was a dislike that I thought about. It was a dislike, and I can't think of it. Oh, and it left me no. There is no dislike. It was a dislike. You, I wanted to let you talk, and I totally there forgot about no it. There is no dislikes. All right, all right. So I'm gonna regret it. I'm gonna regret turning the um, turning the mic off and forgetting what the other dislike was because it's not coming to me now. Anyway, so I'm gonna go ahead and let it go. So those are our ratings for. The Exorcist series. I think everybody should watch it, and then we should sign a petition so they can put it back on Fox. I want to know what happened to Mr. Thomas, Father Thomas. Father Thomas. <laughs> but yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I was hoping that it would come back to me, and it hasn't come back to me yet. But yo, those out there, continue to make me last by giving listeners support to the podcast. 
pass me out to your friends let your people know about this podcast yes we are all over the place sometimes sometimes we on point it depends how we feel all right so anyway i am critical and nikki lachey all right and we <laughs> nikki lachey that's, that's my face, my um, Instagram name. Okay, cool. Oh, is that my Instagram name? No. What's my Instagram name? I can't remember. Nikki LB1. There you go. <laughs> All right. And I am Critical, capital K R I T I C A L, Blues, B L U E, Reviews, R E V I E W S, Critical Blues Reviews. Hit me up on Instagram. Uh, you can catch me on Critical Blue on Facebook. And yeah, y'all take it easy. One.